You're a small business owner and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage and networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call 0800-085-4878 to speak with an advisor today. That's 0800-085-4878. This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 94 of Dumb All Over, the progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and eh, sometimes pop culture. <laughs> um, today, I'm going to talk to you about, yes, you guessed it, the 2018 midterm elections. Um, I'm going to briefly go over what is going on with that racist Keebler elf, Jeff Sessions, and then we'll get to hear from some Trump supporters. Uh, I'm your host, Austin, and I'm joined by uh, nobody, actually. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are able to join us on the night of the midterm elections, we had a five and a half hour Twitch stream covering the elections. Um, not the entire thing, because as of right now, votes are still being counted in certain states. And uh, there are still elections that haven't been decided yet. But we covered up until we pretty much found out that the Democrats had won the House. The Republicans had gained a couple seats in the Senate and retained control. And the Democrats had won quite a few governorships, but not a majority in the country. Um, so, <laughs> because of all that, and because of Tom traveling and some technical issues, I told him, just take the week off, and I'll bring you guys a shorter episode, and uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. So, before we get into that, I actually am drinking something. Um, I had one beer left over from the midterm stream, and it is a Trogue's Mad Elf. It's 11%. Ale brewed with honey and cherries. So, here we go. Here's one for taking the house. Fuck, that beer is good. <laughs> By the way, if you have a chance to get Trogues Mad Elf, do it. It's one of the best beers I've ever had. I mean, it's amazing. And it's um, Mad Elf, so it's obviously a Christmassy beer. So, it comes out around the holidays. So, if you are in somewhere that distributes Trogues or you can get a hold of it, I would uh, recommend you definitely do so because it's really good. All right. <laughs> so let's start with what happened Tuesday night. So what happened Tuesday night 
is that the Democratic Party won control of the House of Representatives. So far, they have the declared seats are 225 for the Democrats to 197 for the Republicans, with uh, several seats still outstanding. So right now we have uh, 422 of the 435 seats decided. That is, uh, I believe it's a net gain of somewhere around 32 seats for the Democrats, and it ends single-party control of Washington, which is amazing. Now, I know a lot of people were hoping for a bigger blue wave. I know people were hoping for a giant takeover of all branches of government apart from the executive. Um, I had known pretty early on that that was not going to happen. Now, granted, I had hoped that we could really give them a shellacking in the House, and Democrats gained control, so, you know, very happy about that. Um, I would have liked to have seen more, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, the Senate, people, let me be honest with you, people who were expecting the Democrats to gain control of the Senate, I think were somewhat delusional. It was just never really in the cards. The The way this election panned out is that too many Democrats in vulnerable places were up for re-election and not enough Republicans were. And it would have taken some kind of massive, massive change to make that happen. And it just, it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> There's no way. Now, had I, you know, do I wish they kept the uh, numbers the way they were? That would have been better. 51 to 49 um, Republican majority. That's better. That didn't happen. Uh, Democrats lost, I believe, two seats. And, of course, my one of my biggest disappointments of the entire night is that uh, Uncle Fester, Ted Cruz, is still a United States senator. Yes, the Zodiac Killer himself is still in the Senate, and that is incredibly disappointing. But Beto O'Rourke, you know, ran a really good campaign, and, um, you know, it's Texas, so what can you do? Now, for the people saying, you know, oh, this clears the way for Beto O'Rourke to run for president in 2020, you know what? If he wants to throw his hat in the ring, sure. But uh, I don't think he'd be my preferred candidate. But you know what? I'm so tired of conservatives and Donald Trump and, you know, the right-wing fascists that I'll listen. I'll listen to whoever's talking. So if Beta wants to run, go for it. I said, go ahead. We'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't particularly think he's ready to be president. But, you know, if he wants to throw his hat in the ring, I mean, Jesus Christ, is there anybody who is less prepared to be president than Donald Trump? So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, <laughs> and of course, there is the ever so frustrating state of Florida. Florida, America's most penis-shaped state, and it makes its decisions as bad as well as a penis does, cannot seem to get out of its own way. Now, I know there's uh, been reports of, 
you know, voter suppression. And I believe it's true. And Florida also voted to give back the voting rights to, I believe it was 1.5 million uh, people with a felony on the record. So that's amazing. And also might make it much more difficult for the Republicans to win that state in the future. So we'll see what happens. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to shake out, but it wouldn't shock me if Republicans are going to struggle more uh, winning races in Florida. But of course, the real news out of there was Andrew Gillum couldn't quite beat DeSantis, an overt and obvious racist. And of course, the giant walking penis himself, Rick Scott, is leading the race against uh, Nelson, which is also incredibly frustrating. I mean, I just don't understand Florida. What is going on down there? I mean, seriously? I mean, these were clear-cut, easy choices. And honestly, I don't know how you could vote against Gillum when you have DeSantis as the other option. But now I know, and I know what some of you are thinking, Florida's going into a recount. That's true. And, you know, maybe maybe uh, they flip the election. I'm not sure. But it's, it's just disappointing that that one wasn't a comfortable win for the Democrats down there because the Republicans that ran are just so awful. Oh, and speaking of awful Republicans, Scott Walker, no longer governor of Wisconsin. Fan-fucking-tastic. Glad he's gone. <laughs> I mean, I am so excited that he's gone because nobody, I don't, yeah, nobody was more hostile to unions than Scott Walker. Oh, speaking of people who are hostile to other people, Chris Kobach, who is hostile to just about everybody, is also no longer in power anywhere. Now, of course, he wasn't the governor of Kansas, but he wanted to be, and now he's not, and that's amazing. And maybe Kansas can turn it around a little. By the way, I envy Kansas a little bit because uh, Ann Coulter tweeted out that Kansas is dead to me. And I retweeted, and I said, lucky Kansas. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, there were some... I mean, I'm sure everybody knows a lot of the specifics of the midterms. Uh, there were some really good things. Michigan, legalizing pot. Somehow, still before New York, I don't understand what New York is doing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, Michigan before New York? Anyway. But congratulations, Michigan. Um. And in my previous home state of Pennsylvania, boy, did the Democrats dominate. They dominated that state. And it's easy to see why, because the maps are redrawn fairly. And all of a sudden, you know, the majority of people who voted got the party and the representatives they wanted. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is what happens when you have fair elections. Because there are more Democrats than Republicans in this country. There are people who more people who lean left than lean right. 
And so in a free and fair election, you know, the left to center left always wins. And if we had free and fair elections and the center left and left were winning, we could continue pushing the conversation further left. The way that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is, who also happened to win in New York's 14th district, which is incredibly fucking exciting, literally the youngest person to ever serve Congress. <laughs> who also, by the way, can't afford an apartment there until her congressional salary kicks in. So talk about like a person, a normal person with a vision. I think she's going to be an amazing congresswoman. I think the 14th district of New York is incredibly lucky. Um, but, but I want to get to what happened after the midterms. So we, you know, I'm sure most people listening were watching the midterms like, you know, some people watch the Super Bowl, <laughs> keeping a very close eye on all the results. And so I'm sure you know what happened now, but here is what happened to the president after the midterms. He was in total meltdown mode, but only in the way that he can be. I'll let him take it from here. And last night, the Republican Party defied history to expand our Senate majority. We saw the candidates that I supported achieve tremendous success last night. So on the other hand, you had some that decided to let's stay away. Carlos Cubella, Mike Kaufman. Too bad, Mike. Mia Love. I saw Mia Love. She called me all the time to help her, but Mia Love gave me no love. Wow. Wow. That's the president of the United States literally naming the Republicans who did not support him enough and also lost. I mean, this man's ego knows no bounds. It's insane. And he continues. This vigorous campaigning stop the blue wave that they talked about i don't know if there ever was such a thing but could have been uh in in the midterms that here, this, here we go that well by the way that's not true what happened is exactly what was expected to happen democrats won the house the only chamber of congress that was really in play and they won it by a fair margin and they picked up a ton of governorships and progressive ballot measures won all across the country. I mean, really, there were a lot of huge negatives for Trump. But he's not thinking about that right now. If you don't mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. I, appreciate. I, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. Right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let would me be ask, much if better. I, if I'm oh, and Jim Acosta totally misses the opportunity to go, and if you ran the country well, you wouldn't have lost the House. And your approval ratings would be much higher. Just saying, these reporters, they're too milquetoast. I mean, come on. We need to get some comedians in there. 
<laughs> that would be amazing. I want, yeah, I definitely want to see. You know what? News organizations stop sending reporters. Just send comedians. Send comedians to this these press conferences. Trump won't be able to handle it because, I mean, he somebody who has a real biting sense of humor will destroy him. But these guys, they. Eh. I may okay, ask one other question, Mr. President. If I may, if I may ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was enough. Ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. President, me. that's enough. Mr. CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a. America's pretty ashamed to have you working for us. Rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. <laughs> Look up projection. Just saying. Go ahead. I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And oh, the way you who treat gives other a fuck about horrible. Sarah Huckabee Sanders? You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, Listen in, to him. Go ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts his Well, I'm not a big fan of, of yours either, so, I understand. Know, to be honest. So me, do you want to lock down your ticket right now, sir? Will the vice president be your running mate in 2020? Well, I haven't asked him, but I hope so. Where are you? Mike, will you be my running mate? Huh? Stand up, Mike, please. Raise your right hand. No, I'm only kidding. I mean, we have many people lined up for every What does he think? This is position. open mic night? Any position. Everybody wants to work in this White House. We are a hot country. This is a hot White House. We are a, a White hot House that mission. people want to work with. Democrats go after your tax returns. Will you try to block that, or will you allow them to have Well, them? look, uh, as I've told you, they're under audit. They have been for a long time. They're extremely complex. People wouldn't understand them. So that means if the audit... Trust me. <laughs> the tax professionals will be able to understand them and explain them to the public, and that's what he's afraid of. audit is still on, you will not turn over the tax returns, or you'll fight when, to when block it's under it. Audit, no, nobody would. Nobody turns over a return when it's under audit. Nancy Pelosi. That's not true, by the way. And I give her a lot of credit. She works very hard, and she's worked long and hard. There are many things we can get along on without a lot of trouble that we agree very much with them, and they agree with us. I would like to see bipartisanship. I'd like to see unity. And I think we have a very good chance of – and maybe not on everything, but I think we have a very good chance of, of seeing that. Go ahead. <laughs> He's delusional. But anyway, so that was his press conference after the midterms. Just pure insanity. Uh, just nonsense. So that was that was right after the midterms. That was, you know, you know, vintage Trump nonsense. But then this happened. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is forced out as Attorney General, as Trump installs loyalist. So this is um, an article from the New York Times. Um, President Trump fired attorney Jeff Sessions on Wednesday, replacing him with a loyalist who has echoed the president's complaints about the special counsel investigation into Russia's election interference and will now take charge of the inquiry. Mr. Sessions delivered his resignation letter to the White House at the request of the president, who tabbed Matthew G. Whitaker, Mr. Sessions' chief of staff, as acting attorney general. Raising questions about the future of the inquiry led by special counsel Robert S. Mueller III. Mr. Whitaker, a former college football tight end and United States attorney in Iowa and one-time Senate candidate in that state, has previously questioned the scope of the investigation. In a column for CNN last year, he wrote that Mr. Mueller would be going too far if he examined the Trump's family business, which is insane because there's so much crime there. 
and it directly involves uh, foreign entities. How could you not? In- anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> Mr. Whitaker wrote, echoing the president's, uh, that there were raised serious concerns that the special counsel's investigation was a mere witch hunt. Mr. Whitaker wrote, echoing the president's uh, derisive description of the investigation. Mr. Moore has subpoenaed the Trump organization for documents related to Russia. Until now, Roger Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, oversaw the investigation because Mr. Sessions recused himself in March 2017, citing his active role in Mr. Trump's 2016 presidential uh, campaign. Democrats quickly demanded on Wednesday that Mr. Whitaker also remove himself from taking charge of the inquiry, citing potential conflicts of interest, including his criticisms of the Mueller investigation, as well as his connection to a witness in that investigation, Sam Clovis, a former Trump campaign aide. In 2014, Mr. Whitaker was the chairman of Mr. Clovis's unsuccessful campaign to become Iowa State Treasurer. Um, <laughs> here's what the one of the senators from my state had to say. Quote, given his previous comments advocating defunding and imposing limitations on the Mueller investigation, Mr. Whitaker should recuse himself from its oversight for the duration of his time as acting attorney general. That was Senator Chuck Schumer of New York. <laughs> and for some reason, also the Democratic leader. Um, so anyway, this is what Trump had been wanting to do. And I think the Democrats winning the House scared the shit out of him, and now he's pulling the plug on the Mueller investigation. The problem is, I think it's too late for him to do this. I think Bob Mueller probably has a ton of information that uh, Trump's not going to want release, and I think going after the investigation could be dangerous for him. But it might not be, because... uh, Special counsel investigations are incredibly complex as far as their legality goes. And so there is a possibility that Republicans could withhold any findings of the investigation. So we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, With Democrats taking the House, there's now going to be an opportunity to open up tons of investigations into the Trump administration We'll see whether they do it or not. But I think it has Trump very scared. And he pretty much laid out an ultimatum for the Democrats. He said, I'll work with you on some things or whatever. Just don't investigate me, please. Don't investigate me because that'll be war. And then we have this thing called the Senate. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of the Senate? We have this thing, and we'll use it to investigate you. We'll investigate all of you, all 230 or whatever. (laughs) So I think, uh, I don't think he's in a very good place right now, the president. And that's a good thing, but it could also be a dangerous thing. So we're going to see how this plays out. But this is a huge, huge upheaval in the Department of Justice right after a midterm election. So leave it to Trump, you never make things boring. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to take a quick break. And then after the break, we're going to hear from some Trump supporters, which is I know exactly what you wanted to hear after the midterms, right? All right, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
All right, and we're back. And we're not the Dowcast. Because <laughs> I don't have to say that, because Tom's not here. All right. So, <laughs> so a thing I like to do is to try to tune in every once in a while to hear what the people are thinking on the right, just to try to understand where they're coming from. Uh, it often seems to be a futile effort because I listen and it just, you know, it's just insanity to me. But um, I feel like over at the Young Turks, Emma Vigland has pretty much the same idea. So she caught up with some Trump supporters to ask why they're voting in 2018. Their number one issue is going into the midterms because, as I've said before, these rallies are always packed. There are always lines around the block. And Trump supporters are going to be a determinative factor in these midterm elections, whether we like it or not. What's the number one issue that you're voting on this midterm election season? Build the wall. If we had the wall, we just close the doors and that would end this problem with a uh, 7,000 people coming up from South America. Does that include voting out the Republicans who are against the wall because it it hasn't passed despite Republicans having control of Congress? The the swamp extends over into the Republicans, there's no question about it. Borders, mostly our borders. That's number one, I think, for me. I want to seal the borders. You want to come legally into this country like anybody before you, you go and do what you have to do. Safety. And... Um, about the borders and um, just American people. By the way, applying for asylum is legal, which is what the people in that caravan who won't be here for a long time, if they make it, are planning to do. Immigration. Immigration. Yeah, immigration. By the way, these are all old white people. These answers shouldn't be shocking. The border. That's your number one issue. Yes. Keeping the border safe. Even though you're in Florida, right? So it's only really more affecting Texas, Arizona. Yes. We've well, been. We visited sanctuary in. cities in Port up in Portland this summer. It was disgusting, and it's sanctuary and Chicago <laughs> we have sanctuary think, cities. And I we're think those are just the that. hipsters. We don't want that in our country. <laughs> no. We want safe and controlled borders. Oh, abortion. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Right to life. Yeah. I'm a Christian. But a goodie. There's children alive, we know that. Science knows that. Okay? And we're still killing them? <laughs> Science, like what about the death penalty. Science is a person. Well, no, I'm talking about something that I'm talking about right now. What about the death penalty? What does the Bible say? You should know, you asked the question. Well, you said right to life. Yeah, right to life. A child has a, has a right to live. Okay, wait, wait. That's good, right? A child has. Did you want to die? Did you want to live? No, I'm just. What was your choice? So what I I'm. Best you chose to live. If, uh, if I choose to live every day. Well, there you go. So why would we take it from anybody else? Well, but you support the death penalty. Yeah, I do. What does the Bible say? I meant. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is really funny. In Florida, so my interests are. I'm going to be honest. The environment here. The water quality, which Rick DeSantis, as you know, he got the uh, endorsement from the, the Captains for Clean Water and the Everglades Trust. So I feel he's the best man for the job. That's insane. Water quality. From an angler's perspective, which is what I am, I'm a charter captain. So, um, A lot of people here are concerned about the environment from what I've spoken to, mm-hmm. you know, from who I've spoken to. Is climate change a concern down here, would you say? Climate change, but, if, you know, 
not so much man-made climate change, but you know, oh. common sense climate change. The planet oh climate's been changing for eons oh at an exponential God. rate that we've never seen in recorded history. Well, of course, yeah, we didn't have news cameras back, you know, ten thousand years. Oh my ago. God! They can go they into the ice and dig serious. and see what the temperature was for you know thousands well, you know of years. Lakes, you know, the Great Lakes were formed by rapid climate change. Okay, but then, you know, Florida could be gone if we continue on down this path. They said that 20 years ago. No, they didn't. Uh, keep the Trump plan rolling. Everything about it. Uh, not giving away my dollars. So taxes and the economy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, that was just incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. So basically all they care about is being bigots. Being bigots. Uh, controlling a woman's body. And tax cuts that didn't really benefit them. I mean, that is such weak, weak reasons to vote. Uh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but anyway, remember those people, uh, those people were in Florida, the state that just voted for a man to be governor who has pretty much those same beliefs. And ironic, they want to protect the water. They voted for Rick Scott, the man who almost destroyed the water in Florida. I just, they're, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to have to. Their cognitive dissonance is unbelievable. And it's annoying because I feel like cognitive dissonance gets enough plugs in this show. It doesn't need an extra one. Uh, anyway, that was incredibly frustrating. <laughs> but uh, all right. So, so I'm just going to wrap this up because I think that this is a good time to do this. Um, The midterms were kind of a mixed bag, I think. But the Democrats took the House. We have uh, divided Congress once again, which means that Trump will not be able to get too many things done. But if another Supreme Court seat opens, that actually might be easier for him this time because they gain seats in the Senate. Now, we'll see what happens with the Florida recounts. And, of course, there's also, I didn't even touch on this, uh, the situation in Georgia where they believe that um, Kemp, who was running against Stacey Abrams, um, they believe that he disenfranchised over 350,000 voters, tossing them off the voter rolls. And that election is incredibly close and also could go to a runoff. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think overall, Tuesday worked out well. It wasn't as great as many of us were hoping, but I think the necessary races that had to fall our way fell our way. Um, Pennsylvania really showed a direct path to victory if we have fair maps. And I thought that was special. Not a lot of people talked about it, but uh, those re that redrawn congressional map in Pennsylvania made a huge difference. Uh, 
Um, and of course, I, I want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who joined us on the live stream. It was a long night. <laughs> we had way too much to drink, but we had a ton of fun. And of course, um, I want to thank Hannah Pribble and Ron Swarthout for being our uh, mods. We had some, a uh, couple MAGA trolls, <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. And they kicked him out right away. So you did an amazing job and thank you so much. And of course, thanks everybody who watched. And we will be back to recording regular episodes next week. Um, we're working on our way to 100. And then during the live stream, we announced that uh, after our 100th episode, we're going to take a break for a couple of weeks. And then we're going to come back on our two-year anniversary and start up season two. And yes, that is a totally arbitrary distinction. <laughs> but I felt like I need to make it anyway. So basically for 100 episodes, uh, we've recorded every week. And so we've decided that we're going to take a couple weeks off after 100. And then when the two-year anniversary comes around, we'll be right back. And I would expect a hundred more. <laughs> so <laughs> giddy up because American politics aren't getting boring anytime soon. So thanks again. And I'll let pre-recorded Tom take it from here. Once again, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Spreaker.com forward slash pod. We're also available on iTunes. Just look up pod. We are on all the social medias, starting with Twitter, at DumbleOverPod, Facebook, at DumbleOverPod, and of course, there's Instagram. And you guessed it, it's at DumbleOverPod. We are also uh, on Patreon, so check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash DumbleOverPod. And if you're interested in buying some merch with uh, some special logos, you can check that out at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash DumbleOverPod. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. <laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one -on -one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878.